we're going to talk about uh, the Great Commission in today's context. Why in today's context? Because you see, uh, the Great Commission was given by our Lord Jesus, the Great Command to go and preach the gospel. But then uh, we know that as time goes by, you know, uh, there is there are so many things that are also written in the Bible that we call uh, prophecies. And so we need to be discerning also. So that is why we entitled this topic, The Great Commission in Today's Context or The Great Commission in Today's Setting or in Today's uh, Circumstance. Okay? <laughs> so, if you've been a believer for or a follower of Christ for a long time, uh, so I expect or I assume or I presume that you already know the the Great Commission. Okay, so the a common scripture, okay, that we used to uh, uh, that we used to preach on, okay, concerning the Great Commission is Matthew twenty-eight. Of course, we also have uh, the counterpart in the book of Mark. And also uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 6. Okay, so first uh, let me read uh, Matthew 28. In Matthew 28 verses 18 to uh, 20 it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So this great commission is actually our job description right now as believers, as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, uh, in Acts 1 verses 6 to 9, it says, Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Verse 7, Jesus said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set in His own authority. So that is not our business. It is not our business to know the times, the dates the Father has set in His own authority. Okay? <laughs> so if you are out there trying to compute when is the exact uh, month, year, month, date, time when for Jesus to come uh, it's not <laughs> it's not worth it you're wasting time because you see that's why out until today there is this debate on pre-trib mid-trib post-trib a combination and whatsoever because uh, no one can really pinpoint or no one can really say exactly when in the the events the end time events when would Jesus really come to take his people to himself Again, I will uh, tell you, Jesus said in Matthew 24, okay, no one knows. <laughs> no one means what? It means no one, okay? So not, not you, not me, not anyone, okay? Not even the theologians. They have a hint, but no one knows. You see, if you say, I know when Jesus is going to come, 
then you are better than the Lord Jesus Christ because he said no one knows okay not even you know those in in heaven so the thing is this uh, verse 7 Acts 1 7 says it is not for you to know the times and the dates the father has set by his own authority so what do we do we prepare what do we do we preach the gospel so that is our main business our main business soul business we the lord jesus christ wanted us to preach salvation okay we we, we tell people to repent from sin all right so and, and in verse 8 it says but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth okay and then after this after he said this he was taken up before their eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight so the point here friends is that uh, the holy spirit it says in verse you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and in judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth meaning to say this is the thing that the lord expects us to do okay so when we get to heaven we're going to give an account and surely okay certainly uh this uh, great commission thing okay this command to go and be his witnesses okay is something that you know excites the lord to hear about okay how many people heard the gospel through your preaching how many people uh, were impacted with your life okay with your christ-like uh, life <laughs> all right so so friends uh, i want you to understand no you know uh, don't just focus on the things of this world you know don't be distracted okay that's the right word don't be distracted with the things of this world and miss out the great commission and miss out the great command to spread the gospel to go and make disciples you know why because if you miss that part you miss the call if you fail to if you fail to preach the gospel that is no longer the great commission that is what we call the great omission <laughs> all right so uh, but that is not our uh, message for the, our message is the great commission all right in today's setting why in today's setting uh, we're gonna give you the um the scripture that is in matthew 24 okay so uh you know our, our understanding of the great commission must be in line with the present age must be in line with the prophetic timeline okay because by gauging the present age okay what uh, discerning the signs of the times uh where we are right now in the prophecy we get a, we get a hint okay we 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 have uh, an idea how urgent it is how urgent the call is to spread the gospel to go and make disciples okay and and that idea should propel christians okay should push us okay it should propel christians to preach the gospel to 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 get the gospel out radically okay whether in person or through social media it doesn't matter just go and preach okay just just record yourself and uh, uh, share the gospel and, and upload it online right so why because we understand that if you connect uh, the signs of the times 
if you discern the prophetic timeline with the great commission now now we have what we have is that uh, we we see a window of opportunity uh, that the window of opportunity is getting smaller and smaller and smaller right without christians realizing it so so uh um so we have to preach the gospel all right um so let's read the matthew 24 3 so the first part uh, from verses 3 uh from verse 3 to uh verse 14 okay this is what we call the beginning of birth pains so i want you to understand so you have an idea where we are right now we need to discern where we are right now okay so let's read along matthew 24 verse 3 says as jesus was sitting on the mount of olives the disciples came to him privately tell us they said when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age so when is the what the sign of your coming and the end of the age okay so they were asking signs and the end what is the sign how do we know that it's the end okay verse 4 jesus answered watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name claiming i am the messiah and will deceive many you will hear of war okay look verse 5 for many will come in my name claiming i am the messiah and will deceive many you know what if you browse the internet you know if you type you know the so people who claim to be the messiah right now <laughs> there's so many okay in different places in different countries they have their own version of messiah even here in our <laughs> in in this country <laughs> there is one who claims to be the Messiah, okay, the, who replaces the Lord Jesus Christ of Israel. Now, the title of the, the position of the Lord Jesus Christ is, he, he, for them, Jesus uh, failed. So that is why uh, uh, other Messiahs are being called. Okay, so that is wrong doctrine. Okay, don't believe that. Now, so verse 5 is uh, fulfilled already okay many will come in my name jesus said claiming i am the messiah and will deceive many so it for the lord jesus christ those who claim to be the messiah besides him okay those who claim to be the messiah are what is what a deception okay it, it is a deception so they're what deceivers <laughs> verse six you will hear of wars and rumors of wars but see to it that it you're not alarmed such things must happen but the end is still to come okay and it says nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom okay look listen this is where we are right now okay we heard the wars and rumors of wars. Rumors of wars is like uh, uh, there's a threat to, you know, that there's going to be a war between this country, uh, this, you know, and another country, this nation and that nation. And then from rumor, it became real. <laughs> okay. Um, and now, uh, it, and it says, in, but it says, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen. They will happen. But the end is 
still to come. It's not yet the end. So when that happens, it's not till it's not yet the end. So right now, where are we? Verse seven. It says, "Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom." Nation against nation means ethnos against ethnos, ethnic group against uh, another ethnic group. So the, the, usually this war is a war between people who have a common language. <laughs> they can understand one another because they came from the same roots. So nation against nation. Kingdom against kingdom is uh, sovereignty against sovereignty. That means to say it's, it's really a country against another country. So it could be a coalition of countries against a coalition of countries. Okay, so so we're not there yet. But we are in verse 7, first part, that says nation against nation. And also, of course, in verse 6 where it says wars and rumors of war. So we are in verse 6 and in verse 7 right now in, in the prophecy uh, prediction of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so nation against nation. Okay, but... When we get to kingdom against kingdom, that's a bigger thing. <laughs> so it's gonna it's gonna affect more the economic uh, situation condition of many more countries when it comes to you know uh, kingdom against kingdom. But now nation against nation, for example, uh, what we have right now is the Ukraine, Russia and Ukraine war. It's nation against nation. So you see, we are here right now. Uh, other wars, other nation-to-nation wars were, were done already. Like uh, the Afghanistan thing, the Taliban versus Afghanistan. It's the same people group. It's, it's ethnic against ethnic, but it's, uh, you know. So the thing is this. Uh, uh, wait, uh, the North Korea and the South Korea war is not yet over. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so... Uh, th- there's still the rumors of wars in that area. So um, my point here, friends, is that when it gets to this level of kingdom against kingdom, uh, there will be more um, difficulty with uh, with livelihood, with you know how people will, uh, you know, for for food. Okay, there's going to be food scarcity. How how do we know that? Let's read again verse seven. It says, "Nation will rise against nation." And then what? But even that, we see how the oil prices increased. Not just the oil, but the onions, especially in the Philippines. <laughs> we sell uh, onions at the highest price compared to other Asian countries. Uh, compared to other countries. Philippines, number one. <laughs> okay, so onions and now the eggs are going up. Okay, the prices for the eggs are going up. So... But we're still in, what? Nation against nation. Wait until it comes to kingdom against kingdom. Wow. That is going to affect more commodities, the prices. And and, and so the lesser the supply, the higher the demand. And so you will really feel inflation. All right? So the prices will really go high and Maybe sky, no, not sky's the limit. But the thing is that the effect will be really famine, okay? That's why it says nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And then the next, the next sentence says there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Okay, this is good to hear that in various places, not in the whole world, okay? In various places. Verse 8 says all these are the beginning of 
birth pains. So right now, are we at the beginning of birth pains? Jesus said, all these are the beginning of birth pains. So it's really literal that we are at the beginning of birth pains. Now, verse 9 is something that's not good to hear, but it says, Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. And, uh, and at that time, many will turn away from faith and will betray each other. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Verse 13, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So the beginning of the end, <laughs> the end will start when the gospel, okay, uh, the preaching of the gospel, the disciple-making thing, okay, the Great Commission is somehow completed. When it has reached, okay, when it has reached, okay, the nations, okay, right? So, going back, going back, you know, uh, some people say, well, th this verse 9, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you'll be hated by all nations because of it. They said that this, uh, this prophecy happened already. Yes, it happened already a long, long time ago. Okay, but you see this prophecy in Matthew 24, it's like uh, it's been uh, repeating, okay, but... Uh, Every time it grows, it's, it becomes bigger and wider in scope <laughs> until uh, it is really, it will come to its fullest, okay, to its uh, final, uh, to its final, um, um, final fulfillment, okay? So it will come to that. But as of the moment, I believe this is happening even during the pandemic 2020. There, there were a lot of uh, Christians during the church they were surrounded and burned and they were killed they were massacred and only few media uh, covered it okay and uh, we watch it because th those were Christian uh, media okay uh, and, and it's so sad but they went to be with the Lord you know in advance ahead of us so they are martyrs a lot of martyrs so it, so this verse 19 has been happening ever since okay so you cannot uh, we cannot uh, say that it's not gonna happen again but that's why uh, we need to prepare to make uh, the body of Christ to, to help prepare the body of Christ and be ready for anything okay for anything what is important is that we are uh, we are on God's side okay that we remain loyal and faithful and true because life is short you know uh, be, 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 be beyond this life or behind the curtain okay we will be with the Lord so no problem that is why if you're not sure if you're in Christ 
please don't switch channel okay don't what don't tune out, don't tune out. why because we're going at the, the the second half of this topic we're going to present to you the gospel you know in a, in a nutshell very important okay i'll tell you why later okay so guys uh, so that is the beginning of birth pains right now it's so literal we are at this very season Okay, uh, you know, so that is why we need to understand the the signs of the times. Where are we in the end time prophecy? And the same time, uh, what can we do to fulfill, to complete the 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 great command to go and make disciples? All right. So next part is that the end number two. The end will come. When all nations has been reached by the gospel, followed by the rebuilding of the temple. So, with that, I want to read again uh, verse 14. It says, And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. So, that is the requirement. Okay? What is the requirement? The requirement is that the gospel must be preached first into all the world, in the, in the whole world, okay? In the whole world as a testimony to all nations, to all ethnic groups, okay? And then, and then the end will come. So actually, we, we are waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ to come. But he is also waiting for us to complete the task. <laughs> so you see the cycle right there? So we need to do our task. Alright? We wait for him. But he is also waiting for us. Amen? Uh, verse 15 says, So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of, uh, through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. I've been talking about the, why do we, why did Jesus say, no, I don't exactly know everything why, but you see, if you Google it, if you, you know, you try to check where in Israel is this place, the flee to Judea, uh, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains where the location of this mountainous area, you will understand it's, it's not that far. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> but because it's the only part that you will see uh, that, that's really uh, uh, a lot of trees and it's so green. Uh, anyway, uh, the same thing, you know. Um, there are many reasons that we can see why this uh, this uh, wisdom, this insight, uh, fleeing to the mountain. So, guys, uh, the point here is that the third temple will be revealed. It's sure because it says so. When you see the sta when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination. This is going to happen in the middle of the seven years. So many say the temple will be rebuilt, and in the middle of the seven years, the false Messiah will come and claim to be God. He will self-proclaim. <laughs> he is a self-proclaimed God. <laughs> All right. So he's going to desecrate the temple. But the the prop in in Bible prophecy. Uh, the, the imposter will come first before the real one will come. Okay, he will come later. So the point is, uh, 
these things must happen. Okay? So, if you want Jesus to come, then preach the gospel now. Let's do our part. And, and at the same time, when the temple is there, then we know it's closer. Okay? So, now, some of you say, oh, I'm pre-trib. So, I, I know um, I, will, I will not see all of these things. Well, that's good. If that will happen, and I want that to, I know I, 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 who, who doesn't want Jesus to take us out of here right now? Okay, we want to be out of here the earliest possible, right? Yes. Just like after my preaching, I hope the the rapture will take place. It's 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 a good thing, but the question is, what if it's not gonna happen that way? Are you ready? So the thing is that Jesus said, no one knows. That's the thing, you know, Matthew 24, no one knows, not even the angels, not, no, you know, if they don't know, how can we know here on earth, okay? We can, you know, but, but the, the thing is, uh, and in Acts chapter 1 verse 7, we just read that a while ago, it says, uh, uh, it is not for you to know, okay, what, what, what was that again? Um it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by His own authority. But, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. So that is the game changer. That is the thing. Stop, stop computing when Jesus would come. Okay, stop computing dates and months and years. You know, that's not your work. He says, but you will receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power, and you will be my witnesses. So that is the urgent thing. We are witnesses for Christ. That's why the Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. So let's let's finish this up. So the thing is this, friends: the end will come when all nations has been reached by the gospel, followed by the rebuilding of the third temple. We know that the third temple will be rebuilt, and in the middle of the seven-year period, okay. The Antichrist will be, uh, will proclaim himself to be God in that temple. But that temple is not the temple of the Antichrist. Okay, he's going to what? Desecrate the temple. Okay. All right. So, so I'm gonna skip a lot of things right now. Let's just. Um, but the thing is, if you want to see Jesus, if you want Jesus to come, there has to be a going, okay? Uh, before he comes, there will be a lot of goings. Meaning you say, we have to go and make disciples. That's the thing, okay? Um, all right, so I think uh, that's it. Uh, the gospel of Christ is our top most important message to deliver, Okay, let me say that again. The gospel of Christ is our top most important message to deliver. We really need to tell the world, you know, about the gospel. You know, we, we were called to disperse, we're called to broadcast, we're called to spread, to proclaim the gospel of Christ in all the world, in the whole world. Okay? So, um, in fact, if we, we do a synthetic study and summarize and, and, and try to fuse Matthew 24, Luke 21, and Revelation chapter 6, you know, especially in Matthew 24 and 
Matthew 25. If you if you connect that because it's really connected, uh, it's it's like it's it's one and the same. Okay, so it begins with you don't know where Jesus is coming in Matthew 24. When you get to chapter 25, it will end up with when Jesus comes. This, this, and that. You understand? Matthew 24 says, Be ready, for you do not know when the Son of Man will come. Matthew 25 says, When He comes. So you have to read Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 as one. Okay? Read it as one and try to study. And you'll understand if you summarize it and if you fuse it, you know, uh, summarize it, we get three P's. Letter P, pray, preach, and prepare. Okay? Pray, preach, and prepare. That's the summary of Matthew 24 and 25. That is why we're doing a series in church today. First, we deal with the church prayer movement. It's building a prayer culture or cultivating a prayer habit. Second, we like today uh, we talk about the great commission and uh, the third one will be the great compassion that will be for <laughs> next week okay um that will be next week so for our virtual church okay this is our virtual church online church uh application we encourage you. Now we see that the, the urgency, uh, you know, uh, there is an urgency for us to really spread the gospel because we are now at the beginning of birth pains. So the more we realize and understand that we cannot, we cannot repeat time. Okay? Whether, whether we like it or not, friends, whether we like it or not, you know, when, when we attend school class before, when we were in school, okay, if we just sit in one corner and do nothing, you know, guess what? Later, whether we like it or not, the, the teacher will close the class and send us home, right? It, now, that thing that the teacher did is something beyond our control. Now, what am I uh, saying is, it is the same with the present age, Okay, the same today. Okay, our clock is ticking. And every second of the day, we cannot undo and we cannot rewind. Okay, I want you to realize that time moves forward. Okay, it moves forward. Okay, time moves forward and forward only. Okay, it keeps on advancing. It keeps on moving forward, never backwards, never backwards. It's always forward. And from the beginning of birth pains to the end time events, meaning to say to, to the beginning of the, you know, the, the one that we, we told you about, mentioned in Matthew 24, it is something outside of our control. Meaning to say, we cannot say, Lord, uh, wait a minute, Lord, please, uh, not yet, Lord, we're not done yet, Lord, please, not yet. So, the thing is this, God has set His own timeline, okay? And we are called to finish it, okay? And we were given time, that's why there's a delay also, because Jesus, the Lord wanted everyone to repent, okay? We know that not everyone will repent. Now, the thing is, we cannot stop the clock, 
and the fact that no matter what we do, whether or, or whether we do something or not do any or do nothing, okay, it is still heading that way. It's still heading towards the end, towards the finish line, because time is always moving forward, not backwards okay so let us not sit around sit and relax and just do nothing but you know what if you're just sitting with your computer with your phone and you're you're, you're communicating you know if you if you need to post something post something that will bless other people okay uh, okay um um l- let me go back to the application so it's like uh you can uh you can uh, pray first and then uh, draft an outline okay or uh, of your personal testimony okay write your message or uh, get your phone record yourself upload it in the internet okay that's easy right uh, if you don't uh, you you know you're not competent <laughs> you don't have the confidence to do that you can post pictures uh, scriptures messages or some links concerning the gospel of Christ that talks about the gospel of so many there's so many people who are preaching out there that you can you know uh, share in your own page in your own account so why why not do that okay and uh, but uh, I would rather, you know, encourage you to record yourself because your personal testimony is more important, has more impact to your friends, to those who know you, okay? To those who know you personally, they wanted to hear about you, how how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, how, how you, you know, why you, you chose to follow Jesus, you know? <laughs> because they know you somehow they have a connection with you that is why if you if you share your testimony you know it has more impact okay more relevance to them so it's it's going to be significant to them not everybody will will accept you or will receive that that's understandable that's normal but at least you did your best to reach out to your friends and let you know in and and in and telling them that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ you're not hiding be, be behind the veil all right so and if you are uh, employed you know let the light of Christ shine on you in your workplace okay don't hide behind the uh, business or behind the activities behind the workload that you know you are doing in the office you know share the word <laughs> tell them about your newfound faith if you are new in Christ okay be like the apostle paul you know romans chapter 1 Verse 16, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. Okay, so the Apostle Paul, uh, Romans 1.16, he said, What? I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is what the 
power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. What will you believe? The gospel. Okay, what will you believe again? The gospel. But how can you believe the gospel if nobody preaches about the gospel? So someone, somebody has to go, has to obey, preach the gospel to you, and you, as people hear about the gospel, then they can, they were given, they have the opportunity to, to respond or to reject or to refuse. But the thing is this. Because of the gospel, it is through the gospel that the, uh, and it is the, the gospel itself is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. So it's very important, the preaching of the gospel is so important. Now, if you do not know the gospel, if you have no idea about the gospel, then you are not saved yourself right now. Because to be saved, you need to first understand, you need to first hear and understand and respond to the gospel of Christ. Because what? Because the gospel of Christ is the power of God to grant you salvation. Alright? So you must understand that knowing, hearing, knowing, understanding, and responding to the gospel of Christ is so important. And if you do not know the gospel, we are going to tell you what the gospel of Christ is. So allow me to present to you the gospel of Christ. What is the gospel of Christ? Okay, here's the answer. The question is, what is the gospel of Christ? The answer is, it is who Jesus is and what he did. So the gospel of Christ is who Jesus is and what he did. Again, I'll tell you that again. The gospel of Christ is who Jesus is and what he did. You see, the, the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 1 that it is through the gospel because the gospel of Christ is the power of God that brings, that will save everyone who, be, who will believe. Believe what? The gospel. So without the gospel, you cannot be saved. Without hearing and knowing the gospel, you cannot be saved because it is through the gospel that you, you have faith. I mean, saving faith in Christ, in who Jesus is and what he did. Now, look, why are we, are we sharing? Now, I thought our topic is about the Great Commission. Yeah, but the message of the Great Commission is the gospel. And it is so sad to hear or to watch in the internet, uh, th there was one uh, veteran, a, a, a veteran worship leader in, in a big church. This, this church is a popular church because they produce, they have, you know, they have uh, worship songs. <laughs> and then he was asked by one uh, another, uh, obviously he was a teacher, by teaching, by gift. He was asked, okay, so what is the gospel of Christ to you? And then he was so reluctant to answer <laughs> the question, what is the gospel? And, and, and he answered, um, you know, this, this, and that. And, and he kind of, he was not, he was not, you know, answering it uh, in the right, uh, he's not giving the right answer. But he was like, on the sideways, okay, <laughs> and, and and the 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 interviewer, 
the host uh, tried to okay try to help him and explain to him the gospel after he he gave the answer but the thing is that he did not hit what the gospel is and he was a worship leader for many years in church that's so big man I cannot imagine how, how could that happen meaning if if churches today have people have workers who does not understand the gospel oh no how how can they be saved so guys uh, that's why we're telling you this right now because we want you to preach first we want you to be saved we want you to know what the gospel is we want you to be saved that's number one and number two we want you to preach the right <laughs> message of the gospel okay so again what is the gospel of christ the gospel of christ is who jesus is and what he did okay who jesus is and what he did to redeem us from sin and death so number one uh, uh, um i'd like to share with you uh five points for us to, you know, the, the, to understand the right foundation of the gospel. Because if you have no foundation about the gospel, you, 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 you cannot connect how Jesus can grant you eternal life. And I mean, what is the connection with Jesus dying on the cross and you today and you are 2,000 years apart? There is, it's like it's absurd. It's, it's impossible, okay? Why do I need to be saved? Why, the, why did he die? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so number one, you must understand that sin began, okay? When sin began on earth, okay? Let's just talk about that in the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve sinned, this sin was passed to all men. That's why the Bible says we were born enemies of the cross. The moment we were born, we are already enemies of the cross. Why? Because sin was passed to us. Okay, there is this sin virus that was passed from generation to generation. From our fathers, forefathers. So, that's why the Bible says all have sinned. Okay, everyone have sinned. And so, now, um, no one will be saved because all mankind are doomed for the penalty of sin is death. Now, we, we want to uh, introduce to you who Jesus is and what he did. Okay, number one, Jesus is God. Okay? Jesus, if you don't want to call him Jesus, uh, Yeshua ben Yosef. Okay, in Israel, in the New Testament, in Israel, he's known as Yeshua ben Yosef. Meaning to say, Jesus, Yeshua, son of Joseph. Okay, that's how they, they, they do it uh, during that time. So, Jesus or Yeshua is God. We have three scriptures. Uh, you can... Uh, 
copy that or screen print and then read it. You know, use your own Bible, use your own version of the Bible and, and start reading. So you understand that Jesus is God. Okay, I'll, I'll just scan. John 1.1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was God. And He was with God in the beginning. Mean to say, the Word, He was with God, with the Father in the beginning. Mean to say, they are two distinct persons. Okay, it's not one. But one God, distinct person. Okay? And it says, through him, through the word, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. So this word, Yeshua, Jesus, the word, is God. And he is also the creator. Okay, through the word, all things were made. So you must understand that uh, God is God. And, and it, it's, it's, it's something that our mind cannot fully understand or process but but at least the bible gives us a picture okay uh, about who the word of god or who jesus is he is god okay john 8:54 john 8:54 says uh, let's just jump to verse 58 it says very truly i tell you jesus answered before abraham was born i am see they they were about to stone him and they they tried to stone him to death because for the Jews it was it's a blasphemy to claim to be God. And he said and the Jews said, Well, are you older than Abraham? You know, they they, they said how 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 uh, where is that? Uh, because Jesus said your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. <laughs> Abraham saw it and was glad. And then the Jews said to him, You are not 50 years old. <laughs> and you have seen Abraham? <laughs> because they themselves did not see Abraham. And so uh, they told Jesus, how how <laughs> you are not 50 years old and you've seen Abraham so that's impossible and then he said I, very truly i tell you jesus answered before abraham was born i am when 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 jesus said i am they were you know ready to throw stones at him but he slipped away okay he escaped as uh, the stoning to death thing but the thing is, uh, when Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am, he was claiming to be God. Jesus claimed that he was really the great I am, God. Okay? John 20. Okay, John 20, 27. Okay, uh, verse 28. Let's just jump to verse 28. It says, Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. So, my Lord and my God. So, this confirms that Jesus is really Lord and God. Actually, there's another one in the book of Acts. There are other scriptures, but you don't have time. Uh, number two, so Jesus is God, okay? You should know that. Therefore, sin was not inherited, okay, by the Lord. Because He is God and He was not born out of a human father 
Okay, that's why he was born out of a virgin, a virgin birth. Okay, so number two, Jesus is the Son of God. Now, if you notice, if you're reading the New Testament, it says the Son of God, Son of Man. So he has two these two titles, you know, Son of God and Son of Man, meaning he is fully God and he is fully man. Okay, because he was born of man. Son of God means he was fully God. Okay, he has the same nature of God. That's why he's a son of God. Okay, that's the title. Now, we have the, the, the scriptures right there. You can screen print or copy it and uh, try to uh, verify if it is really in the scriptures. So, but I will mention that. Philippians 2.5 in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Verse 6, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. So you see, uh, the Bible teaches that Jesus is really God. Okay, But although he is in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with his father so he is god the son of god okay number two uh, colossians 2 9 it says for in christ in jesus all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form what does it says deity when you say his godhood is in what? In bodily form. So although you can see him 2,000 years ago when he walked on the earth, uh, took humanity, okay, uh, they saw him in human form, in flesh and blood. But it says, but in Christ, in Jesus, okay, in that uh, garment of flesh, the fullness of the deity, Colossians 2, 9, the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Meaning to say, that although they see Jesus in flesh and blood, but he is God, fully God, in that bodily form, in that body, <laughs> is Christ, fully God. Okay? First uh, John chapter 5, verse 20, uh, the last part. Let's just jump on the last part. It says that, uh, and we are in him who is the true by being in his son jesus christ and it says the last sentence says he is the true god and eternal life who who is jesus the true god and eternal life so number one jesus is god number two he is the son of god number three he became human through the virgin birth okay he became human through the virgin birth, born as a human being to represent mankind on the cross. So if you read Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to verse 12, now this is popularized by uh, Christmas, <laughs> the nativity <laughs> story. But the thing is that the angel told the shepherds, verse 11, today in the town of David, a Savior, okay, a Savior. Alright, a Savior has been born. Okay, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah. Okay, another word for Savior. Okay, Deliverer. So, a Savior has been born. So, this will be a sign for you. 
12, you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. So friends, uh, he became human. So he is fully God. Now, because of the virgin birth, he is fully man. <laughs> Hebrews 12:17 says, For this reason, he had to be made like them, like man, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest, intercessor, in service to God, and that he might make atonement, okay, um, atonement for the sins of the people, atonement. So he has, he was our perfect sacrifice, he replaced us, he took our place, okay, that's the second part. But it's also connected to Hebrews 2.17. It says that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. So number four, second to the last part, number four, Jesus died in our place as sin, our sin offering. Okay, that is what we meant by substitutionary death on the cross. He became our substitute. Instead of us dying, okay, he took our place. Okay? He died for us. He paid for our sins. He paid our debt. Okay? He paid the price so we can be forgiven. We can obtain eternal life. Okay? So, then he died. He was buried. He rose from the dead. Okay? So, you see all those scriptures. Uh, we have those uh, supporting scriptures. I want you to uh, screen print. Copy it. Huh? Screenshot. Okay, screenshot. I'm sorry. So, do a screenshot and uh, study it at home. Okay? Okay, uh, <clears throat> Romans 8.3 um, For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. So, He has to be He has to become like us. What? In the likeness of sinful flesh, to be a sin offering. Okay? To be a what? Sin offering. So it's very clear that Jesus, you know, was the ultimate sacrifice. He was sent by God to be our sin offering. Instead of us, he died for us. Okay? John, First uh, John 4.10 says, This is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Okay, so atoning sacrifice, so the same thing. You know, He took our place. He paid the price. Here, uh, now you can read also Luke 24 verse 1. Um... Anyway, and then 1 Corinthians 15, Galatians 1, 3. So we will not be reading that anymore. It's, it's very clear from the first two scriptures, passages of scriptures, that Jesus died in our place as our sin offering. So you need to understand who Jesus is and what he did. Okay? Because that is the thing that will be, that you will uh, encounter. <laughs> That you will hear, and it will demand response from you, whether you would receive him as your 
uh, atoning sacrifice, someone, somebody who paid the price for you. Will you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Okay, will you believe that? Okay, will you confess Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? That's the challenge right now after hearing the gospel. Okay, but we need to move to the last point. Number five, he ascended back to heaven where he was before becoming human. And he will return again one day, okay, to deliver his people and to judge those who rejected him. So, Think about that. If you reject the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be in a big mess of trouble. And you will regret it because there's no turning back. Okay? Acts 1, uh, Acts 1, 9, remember during this time uh, when Jesus told them uh, that they are going to be his witnesses, he was taken up before their eyes, the eyes of the disciples, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will come back. Wow. In the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So Jesus is going to return. He was taken. He went back to heaven. And uh, of course, we, uh, John 3.35, The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in His hands. Verse 36, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life. For God's wrath remains on them. Therefore, if you reject the message of the gospel, if you refuse to believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, you have rejected eternal life. You have rejected the Son of God, and therefore you have rejected life. And it says the, the wrath of God remains on those who rejected Jesus. Okay? So, be careful. Be careful. Verse for, uh, John 14 uh, says, uh, verse 1, it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If, there, if that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place? So he, he, he went. Okay? He went there. He went back to heaven to prepare a place for us. Okay? And it says, I will... And if I go, verse 3, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that so that where, so that you also may be where I am. So friends, uh, that's it. I hope uh, you have a glimpse or a, a good foundation or understanding about the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ is who Jesus is and what he did you must understand that uh, the five points again uh, let me uh, reiterate to you the five points as a summary so you can uh, can you flash it who jesus is and what he did number one jesus is god number two 
Jesus is the Son of God. That means He is fully God. Number three, Jesus became human through the virgin birth so that He can, what? Excuse me? Represent us, represent mankind to the cross at the stake. Number four, Jesus died um, in our place as our sin offering. And number five, he ascended back to heaven, but he will return again one day, okay, to take us to himself. So that's it. Uh, that's the gospel of Christ. If you would like to give your life to Jesus today, you would like uh, to be part of the family of God, then... Uh, I want you to understand that all have sinned and we need to repent from our sins. We cannot save ourselves. Okay? We're all sinners. The only way to pay for our sin is to die. <laughs> okay? An eternal death. It's not just a physical death, but even after this life, eternal death. Eternal torment. Okay? It's a... It's a it, there's a great predicament for people who refuse to believe the gospel of Christ. So today, I hope that you will receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I hope that you will surrender your life. I hope that you will repent of your sins because we're all sinners. No one is righteous, not even one. That's what the Bible says. And so today, I would like to uh, pray a uh, prayer and if you're ready, I am ready uh, to pray this prayer. And uh, we call it salvation prayer. Some call it sinner's prayer. If you want to give your life to Jesus, I want you to pray after me. Okay? Just bow down your heads. Or you can just read. Okay? Say, Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray. I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. In fact, uh, it's like uh, two messages. <laughs> You heard two messages, but it's connected. So uh, the urgency of the gospel that needs to be uh, preached uh, to the nations, you know, and at the same time, uh, the importance of uh, preaching the, the right gospel, you know, the, so people can have faith in Christ, saving faith. Um, and so uh, I hope you have 
ja- you have taken notes of our preaching today and um, you must understand and realize that this is the gospel that we preach that Jesus is God he became fully man so he is both fully God and fully man to represent us on the cross so instead of us dying uh, for our sins he took our place he died a substitutionary death on the cross so what is required of us is believe have faith in him that he did it for us we need to come under his lordship we need to commit our lives we need to surrender our lives in his hands and to become his followers so now that you believe in jesus you follow the lord continue to live your life in him that's in colossians 2:8 okay continue to live your lives in him okay this is just the beginning there there is a, a another uh, stage in our spiritual life you know in your spiritual journey you need to grow mature and bear fruit so we encourage you to look for a bible believing church because not all churches believe in the bible as the final authority that's why it's very important that you join a church that that steams the bible as the final authority okay and also if uh, if you join a church especially a bible study group um you will uh is you you'll have people or that will support you pray for you and walk alongside you as you uh, go through your spiritual journey you know as you conquer your trials <laughs> um and the th- The, another thing is that uh, we encourage you to uh, read the Bible, you know, begin or start with the book of John. So read the Bible, okay? I mean, you can download it. It's it's for free. Uh, actually, I'm using NIV, but I'm not just using NIV. I'm using a lot of versions, but I chose uh Uh, NIV, especially with my online uh, preachings, because it's easy to understand. Okay, I I understand that a lot of people out there doesn't like NIV. They want uh, the old 1611 King James version. I understand that. You see, I, that that's my, I was trained <laughs> by a, a, a Bible school teacher concerning the the 1611 thing. Why we need to read just the 1611 so anyway uh, but the point is uh, you can read the king james but you know maybe only you can understand what you read and most people who are listening watching <laughs> they're struggling to 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 catch up okay because the english is uh, is not the common english that we use today So friends, ladies and gentlemen, what is important for me is that we get the right context, okay, uh, of the of the scripture. So friends, uh, read the scripture. Don't forget, you need that because the Bible says, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God the rhema word from the Bible so when you read the Bible as a new believer in Christ and then you uh, you have a revelation and say wow so now 
you know, it makes you very happy. You know, it excites you to discover a lot of truth that you've never heard and before. Okay, so read the Bible. Start with the book of John. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for uh, joy, uh, uh, for uh, for your anointing, for ministering to, to a lot of people out there. Um, thank you, Lord, um, for, for your presence in our lives. Thank you for leading many souls to hear and to understand the gospel. Thank you for regenerating their spirits, Lord, giving them life so they may discern the truth. And Lord, we ask right now that you bless them, you guide them, and for you are faithful, O God. You help them grow and bear fruit, Lord. Secure them, O God. Protect them with your love, with your power, with your Holy Spirit. So guide them, Lord, and um, uh, that they may be a blessing to many more people. That many more people will, will hear the gospel message and be saved. And believe and be saved. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you again next week as we continue with our series, uh, with our topic uh, um, on uh, the great compassion. <laughs> that will be for next week. Okay? So God bless. Bye.